This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. We are back on faith again here, and we're going to be in the month of November, and we've been on faith the whole year. Every Wednesday night that we've spoken has been on the area of faith, and so I'm going to have you turn to the book of Luke, chapter 17. Luke 17. Now, as you're turning to Luke 17, in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 17, it says specifically, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Throughout the New Testament, that was the cry of the New Testament. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it's impossible. So again, it's impossible to please him. So again, I, I can't please God without faith. And if we're the just or supposed to live by faith, how can I live by faith if I don't understand what faith is? And so that's one of the reasons that we're talking about this, because if you look in the New Testament, Everything that we receive as believers happens to, by faith. If you've given your heart to Jesus, what did you do to give your heart to Jesus? You acted on Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10. And you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that He's Lord. So you believe that's who He is. So the way you get born again is by faith. Correct? Yes, that's correct. And so every arena in the New Testament, man, I, I, I welcome by faith. And so that's why we're going to stay with this. Now, we begin here in Luke 17, verse 5. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Now, there's two things that spring out of this. Number one is, that must be possible or the disciples would have never asked him to increase their faith. That's the first thing we see. But number two, there is a, a, a way we can increase our faith. And the reason I know there's a way we can increase our faith is because Jesus answers their question. So now what we got to do when they ask Jesus to increase their faith, let's pay close attention to what Jesus said. Verse 6, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed. So now the Lord Jesus, he likens faith to a seed. And when you talk about a mustard seed, again, it's not very big. So literally the Lord Jesus is telling us that it's not so much about how much of a mustard seed you have, but it's in the quality of that seed. It can be just tiny, but within that tiny mustard seed, man, it can be huge. And so Jesus likens the increase in our faith to a mustard seed. Well, think just here a second. The only way that mustard seed would do me any good is i got to get it planted. And so when we think about our hearts, our hearts are the, the, the soil to our spirit. So there's ways we've got to get the Word of God. We've got to get that seed into our heart. Now, Jesus gives us some more advice here next. He says, if you have faith as the mustard seed, you will say, or you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. So all of a sudden, when they asked Jesus to increase their faith, 
he, he shifts things twice, he said, to you. And the first thing he said is, you can say. You can say. So when I hear him saying, you can say, saying is actually doing something. Saying is, is verbal action. Now, Jesus says right here, faith is increased by when I begin to say. So as I looked at this, I think, okay, is he telling me the way that, that my faith is increased, that my faith grows, that my faith is activated by what I say? Well, we got to look what he just said. He said, if you will say or you can say to the mulberry tree. So right here, the Lord Jesus is telling me that faith is more than just believing. He didn't say, all you got to do is believe. He said specifically, you can say. So now we got to get back and we got to look. So what do I begin to say? Well, in, in Matthew 12, 34, it says this specifically. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. So my mouth becomes a reflection of what's in my heart. Better said, the words are the outlet of my heart. So out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth's going to speak. So now we've got to answer this question. What's in my heart? What's in my heart? So we go back and we have to think in, 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 in this sense right here. I've got to begin to say things to the, the mulberry tree. But what am I saying to the mulberry tree? So in looking at what he just said here. When I begin to speak. If I have any reservations about the things that I'm saying. Then that tells me it's not going to work. So literally he's telling me. That those things you say when you believe him. This is Mark 11, 22 and 23. Then you'll have the things you say. So if I'm saying things and I have reservations about what I'm saying, what do I got to do to clear that up? Okay, go back. Go back to verse 5. Let me read this again to you. And the apostles said to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. Notice they didn't ask him, how do we get faith? They specifically said, how do we increase our faith? So now we got to go back. How do I get faith? Well, you know, in Romans 10, 17, it tells me the only way I get faith is faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when I begin to get the word of God into my heart by hearing and hearing and hearing before long, that word's going to get into my heart. And the, begin, the words that I begin to say are the things that are in my heart. As human beings, we're a lot like a computer. You put the word of God in, it's going to come out. Remember, your mouth becomes a reflection of what's in your heart. So now not only has he taught us how to increase our faith, that I begin to speak it, I begin to say it over and over and over, the significance of saying. Now, here's what's interesting about what Jesus said, and you can say not one time in that verse did he put a time to it. He didn't say, if you'll start saying it in the next 24 hours, it's going to be yours. He never said a time to it, and he never put a limit to it. So I begin to think in this sense, 
He said if faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God, then what happens when I begin to say and 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 word? I just keep speaking the word. Now, how many of you in here have spoken the word for certain things for 10 years of your life? You can raise your hand. It's okay. We're in church. There's things in my Bible that I've spoken for 30 years of my life. I just keep saying them and I keep saying them. And guess what? I just keep agreeing with what the Word of God says. Now, is that significant? That, that's huge that we do that. How do you know it's huge? Hold your, hold your place right there. Go with me to the book of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to show you something here that you'll see right here in the Word of God. This is why we've got to get the Word in us. Got to get the word of God. Joshua was once where I'm going. If you'll know when they said increase their faith, Jesus didn't say, okay, buddy, go to the gym and do push-ups, pull-ups, and set-ups. And he specifically said, you got to start speaking. You got to start speaking the things of God. Now, the way the word of God comes alive is a word called rhema. The word rhema means the spoken word. You want to activate your faith? Start speaking the word. Start going around and having scriptures and speak the word and speak the word. Now, watch what this was said to Joshua. This is Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8. This book of the law, the Bible, the word of God, the scriptures, shall not depart from your mouth. Now again, this is over and over and over and over and over and over and over. If you really want your faith to be activated, and just keep speaking the word. And he specifically says, don't let the word get away from it. Man, you've got to keep speaking it. And then notes what he says next. At, but, but you, but you shall meditate on it. The it is the word of God day and night. So when we talk about the word meditate here, the word meditate means to recite it or play it back in your mind over and over. Now, if you'll note here who he said this to, this was addressed to you. So he said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it, the word of God, day and night, that you, 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 may observe to do according to all that is written in it, the B-I-B-L-E. So I begin to look at this. When I speak the word, when I meditate on the word, and when I actually do the word, look what happens at the end of this verse. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now every bit of that falls back on me. So you know what he does right there? He says, I'm going to take excuses out of it completely. Every one of us in this room, we can read this verse, and guess what? We get to choose what we do with this. So as I looked at what he said, then you can make your way prosperous, and you can have good success. Here's a great thought for you on that. Is the reason some people experience prosperity and great success is because they obey Joshua 1a? Let me flip that around. Could the reason I don't experience prosperity and good success is because I've never done what the Bible said for me to do? Now that hurt, didn't it? But the truth of the matter is, 
when I read what the Word of God says, the power of it, when I just begin to speak it and I speak it and I speak it and I speak it until my speaker needs a new speaker. And I meditate. I mean, I, I just keep hanging around the Word of God. I know I'm going in reverse order, but look at verse 7, same chapter. This book of the law, or verse 7, only be strong and very courageous. Strong in the Lord, courageous in the Lord. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it, the word of God, to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So when I read that, when I obey the word of God, there's going to be blessings is what that's talking about. Wherever I go, and so what he's telling me, in whatever season of my life, when I just get in a habit of obeying God, God's going to prosper me in my mind. God's going to prosper me in my body. God's going to prosper me in my thinking. He's going to prosper me in my soul. He's going to prosper me in my emotions. But i got to just continue doing the Word of God. And so don't ever quit speaking the Word. Keep on speaking the Word. Keep speaking the Word. Get, get in into agreement with the Word of God. Now go back to Luke. Luke 17, where we were. Now I want to shift a little bit because he shifts stories here. Luke 17, verse 11. Now it happened as he, Jesus, went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers... Who stood afar off. Now the reason they stood afar off. Because in their society when they had leprosy. They were viewed as unclean. So literally what this meant. Is they couldn't live within like the city limits. They had to live away from the general public. And, and if, if I had leprosy. And Roxanne was approaching me. I would start having to yell out as she got close to me. Unclean, 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 unclean. Just to warn them. Now, not only the, the skin disease of leprosy, but never being around your family and friends. Man, that wasn't a good life. That was a hard, hard thing to go through. So there's ten of them. And they stood afar off. And they see Jesus come strolling into the city. Verse number 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, this is what I believe happened. They're standing on the outside or the outskirts of that city and they see Jesus walking in. And guess what? They've heard stories about Jesus. Hey, this is the guy who heals, he's the guy who does miracles. And I'm telling you, they didn't care what anybody thought. They weren't ashamed of Jesus. And it doesn't say they whispered, hey, Mr. Jesus. It said, man, they begin to shout and they said, Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus turns around and looks at him and says, shut up, you knuckleheads. You're a bunch of lepers. He didn't say that, okay? <laughs> he didn't say any of that, okay? Watch what Jesus does in the very next verse. So when he saw them, when he noticed them. Now I highlight that. In my Bible I circled he saw them. Because guess what? He sees every one of us. He sees us. 
He knows your hurts just like he knew their hurts. How can you do how can he do that? I don't know his God. God does things that is unexplainable to me, but when he said he holds the whole world in the palm of his hand, I believe that. And so it says, when Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. Now, in order for you to go show yourself for the priests, the priest had the ability or the power to determine you clean or unclean. But Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. But the only reason you go show yourself to the priest is when you're healed. And so when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, in Jesus' his, his, his thoughts and his heart, he perceived them as healed. He wouldn't have told them to go show themselves if they wouldn't have been. Now, when I look at what Jesus says, this is Romans 4, 17. This is a powerful scripture that will help you in the area of faith. It says specifically, God calls those things that don't exist as though they do. How does that look? Well, remember in Genesis 1, when the earth was, was completely dark, you know what God did? God called that darkness that, that existed as though it was light, even when there wasn't light. So you know what God did to cause creation to come to being? And God said. And God spoke. And God called light when there was no light. So God called those things that didn't exist as though they did. So now guess what he does with me and you? When we get a hold of the scripture of the word of God, even though that thing may not be manifest in the physical before me, I go ahead and speak to it like it is. You can do that. God did it. Let me give you an example of that. I used to have the problem with walking in my sleep all the time, all the time. Bad, 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 bad sleep. And so I began to find scripture. See, anytime you find scripture, that's your, that's your title deed. If God said it, you know what? It's a promise to me and you. So now when I see a scripture on the air pertaining to my sleep, I have the, the choice to say, you know what? I'm going to believe what God said right there. And one of the ways I believe it is I get it in my heart because it's the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then the way I activate it, I start saying what God said. Let me give you an illustration. In the book of Ecclesiastes, verse five, or chapter 5, I believe it's verse 5 specifically. It says in there that God promises sweet labor. God promises sweet sleep to all you who labor. If you went to work today, I'd start speaking that. So here's what I began to do. My sleep was bad, bad, bad at the time. But I began to speak to my sleep. What did I say? Psalms 127.2 specifically said, God said, I give my beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. Well, guess what? If you're born again, you're his beloved. So what did I start doing? I read that and I read that and I said, man, that's getting in my heart. He gives his beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. So you know what I begin to say? I begin to say what God said. God's given me sweet and peaceful sleep. You got to be careful putting a time on it because God never put a time on it. He said, you just keep speaking it. And before long, when you speak it first, you may have reservation about it. But you keep speaking the word of God and the word of God won't return void. So I just kept speaking the word of God. You know what Shelly will tell you right now? She'll tell you, if that rascal gets still for one minute, he'll be asleep. 
When I go home tonight, oh my gosh. I crawl into bed and I said, I thank you, Father God. You give your beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. Boom, boom. Out go the lights. I'm out. It's that simple. Again, is it because I'm this super? No, I just started doing the word of God. So in this sense right here, Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. He says, go show yourself to the priest. So the priest, before they go to the priest, the lepers begin to look at each other. And one of them named George, which is just, I'm ad-libbing, okay? George looks at one of them and says, hey, that Jesus is not going to make a fool out of me. Look, Larry, I look, you still got spots over you and I still got spots over me. I'm not going to do that. But yet something happens when we get a hold of the word of God or because Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. So when Jesus tells me to go show myself to the priest, guess what he's done? He's given me permission. Now watch real close what happens. And so it was. As they went, they were cleansed. Do you know what the word went means? They did something. Why did they do it? Because evidently, they must have came to a place in their life where they believed what Jesus said, and they went ahead and acted what he said. So when I look at all this, I think, what happens when I begin to get get a hold of the word of God And I just begin to act on what Jesus tells me to do. So we we skip down for timescape. And when we get to verse 19 here, I want you to see something. There was ten of them that went, but only one came back. The one comes back to give Jesus glory and honor. And pay close attention here. Verse 19. And Jesus said to him, the one who came back, Arise. Go your way, your faith has made you well. Jesus didn't say anything about what he did. He just said, go. Your faith has made you well. So now I got to rewind and I think, okay, what was this guy's faith all about? He heard about Jesus and when Jesus strolled in, he asked Jesus to have mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, he said, go show yourself to the priest. So now this guy's faith was activated when he started acting on what Jesus said to do. See, many times we look and and human nature is this. I just want to wait and see. You know what? I'll go show myself to the priest once those little spots are gone. Well, think about that. There's no faith in that. But when I begin to step out of the boat like John did, or Peter did, when Jesus said to him, Hey, buddy, go ahead and walk on the water. So sometimes I've got to get out of the boat in order to walk by faith. And many times we, we, we are afraid that, oh, man, what's going to happen if, if it doesn't work like it's supposed to? Well, see, again, I, I go back and I just keep feeding on that faith. And I said, man, this is what the Lord Jesus said. This is what the Lord Jesus said. This is what the Word of God said. To fill your heart up. I mean begin to get in the word. And here, here's what I encourage you to do. When you have certain situations in your life. Find out what God said about it. You begin to dig and then guess what? You begin to write those scriptures down. You write them on your heart. Or you put them on those little three by five cards. 
And you may put them in your purse or your wallet. When you go on break, you pull that out and you say, according to Colossians 1.13, he's delivered me out of the power of darkness. Ooh, I've been delivered from the power of darkness, whatever that darkness is. And then you write it on your mirror and you, you put them up there. And you put it on the dash and guess what? You begin to overdose on the word of God. And that's a good thing. You start getting God in you. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, you get the word of God in you, your faith will begin to rise. To the area or to the degree of what you're putting in there. And so then you activate it. You start speaking it. And so this is how that would look according to Colossians 1.13. I thank you Lord Jesus you've delivered me from the power of alcohol. I made it personal. Because when we read there in Joshua 1.8 he said you'll speak the word. You'll meditate on the word. You'll do the word. You're the one that's going to have to decide what you're going to do. So even in those areas of my life, I, I give you illustrations how I've seen the Word of God work in my life. And many of you who have come to church here, you realize that I may not be the tar- sharpest tool in the shed all the time. But when I get a hold of the Word of God and I just begin to hang on to it, and I just keep speaking, I keep speaking it, something begins to happen. Something begins to stir up on the inside of me. I got one more story here for you. A couple Christmases ago now, we had a major gas leak out here in our parking lot. Right before Christmas. And so the gas company comes and they, they shut off all the gas to this whole building. I'm freaking. I mean, I am freaking. I'm thinking, wait. Wait, Charlie, it's, it's December. Do you realize the temperature here? They said, tough. 17 days later, it's still off. <laughs> I can look back and I can laugh about it now, but it wasn't laughing then. I mean, I, I watched the temperature drop and drop and drop until back here it was like 36 degrees one morning. No heat anywhere in this thing. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you got, you got to do something. You got, I mean, I am scrambling. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything but praying. I'm doing everything but reaching out to God. I mean, my mind has gone squirrely. I'm so goofed up. I came strolling back in one day. Thank God I got a wife who likes to believe Jesus. And sometimes she'll point her finger at me. And she said, Stormy Swan, you need to get into faith. And you know, the man of faith and power that I am at ticking. <laughs> you know what? I realized she's right. So I'm telling you, I, I got in here and I began to repent. I said, Lord, I'm sorry for not trusting you, believing you. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to you right now. I began to pray by faith to me. I began to speak to that part. I began to say, there won't be no pipes broke. God's going to move. It was incredible what happened. When I just got back over into faith. And so, so many times we try to figure out everything in our natural mind. How do you ever stay up at night? Trying to budget your checkbook in bed. That's miserable, isn't it? You sleep for it. How many of you have ever done that? Go ahead, it's okay. Man, when I just begin to say, Father God, I turn it over to you. And when I read the stories of the disciples and they said, Lord, increase our faith, that's me. Lord, increase my faith. Help me. So again, this isn't to slap anybody. This is to say, 
Woo, we got to get a hold of what Jesus said. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.